All right, so it is currently 11.30 a.m., an hour and a half away from 1 p.m. Eastern time on the first Sunday of the football season, week one, which, at least for me, is the second most anticipated, second most exciting time of the entire calendar year. The only thing that tops it for me is that first game on that Thursday of March Madness when there's 16 games, and it's a 7 seed versus a 10 seed, and everybody's got their bracket going, everybody's so fucking excited. And, and we missed that this year. Fuck you, coronavirus. It'll always be a seven seed versus 10 seed. You know, like my URI Rams versus Trey Young's Oklahoma Sooners when we were freshmen. Sophomore year is Minnesota versus Louisville. Don't ask me why I know this. I just fucking love March Madness. So fuck you, coronavirus. Um, but man, we are less than 90 minutes away from the start of football. Really getting full swing here. Fantasy football, the whole thing. Everybody thinks their fantasy team can win it all at this point in the year. Everybody thinks their NFL team can push for the playoffs. So it's a great time to be alive. And uh, holy shit, the sun is coming out as I'm speaking. You can't make this stuff up. And it's just a great it's just a great time. So get excited. Football is back. And this was an NFL, pretty much a Patriots season preview, a little bit of game preview um, between two football guys. It's actually like a good discussion. It's not just like hot takes being thrown out and arguing and yelling and stuff. It's... So it's not that. So it's it's good stuff. And uh, there's some rumblings that this might be a weekly or a, a bi-weekly thing. We'll see. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. The one mistake I made was I didn't know that Bo Allen was placed on IR. So he'll be missing the first three weeks. So you'll hear that. But uh, we love Bo Allen here at the program, as as you should know, official pro app of the program. But but yeah, we get into that. And so, you know, happy football. Uh, fuck you, coronavirus. And uh, we hope you enjoy this episode of Clean the Boards 69 Part B. Welcome into a mini Clean the Boards episode here, 69B, we're going to call it. Um, we're joined here by Anthony Ciccoloni and friend of the program, Owen Richardson, big NFL guy. And we're on the eve of the first Sunday of the NFL here. Um, Owen, let's start with you. Um, obviously you're, you're big into like scouting and stuff. Um, you're a big Patriots fan. You've studied the Belichick ways. When you look at their off season, their draft, you know, Kyle Duggar, and then also the acquisition of Cam Newton to replace longtime quarterback, Tom Brady, who we all love. How do you see this team, um, being led here with, you know, Cam as a quarterback? Well, I think first off we have it wrong as leading, um, Cam Newton is a excellent leader and will lead this team well. Uh, but I think the real leader is the culture that they've created over the past 20 years of um, commitment to each other. And, and there's just, there's so many things that they do uh, to a culture standpoint that are super important, but from a cam standpoint, um, I would say from a statistical uh, from a uh, scouting sort of side of it i think that cam's skill sets actually benefit this team better than tom brady's did mm. uh that is not saying that cam newton is better than tom brady tom brady is better than cam newton um but also i i would be extremely i have been in, extremely encouraged by what i've heard and uh really from what i've heard over cam newton is he's getting to the stadium at six six in the morning and he's basically the last one to leave at seven, seven uh, at night. So um, it's really encouraging to see that because I think that that shows the commitment and sort of the culture rubbing off on Cam, which not to say that he didn't have that before because he definitely did. But um, I think that there's now a chip on his shoulder that's good. Um, and I am very 
intrigued to see what it looks like. The offense. Um, I don't, I, I have a pretty good idea of what it will look like, but um, I am very intrigued for tomorrow to see what happens. Right. So tomorrow's game is of course the dolphins. They're coming, they're coming up to Foxborough. And as we remember as Pats fans, um, the dolphins were sort of the first marble that fell in the Patriots ending the dynasty because it's Patrick beat them week 17, which caused them. Yes. I was, I was actually at that game. So, uh, yep. And just, uh, just a little thing. If, if anyone really cares, I think there's going to, it's going to be a lot of the same approach by the dolphins, which is, um, there's, uh, some, I I don't want to get too into the minutia, but there has been some, uh, how would I coverage limitations and rules set in place in the past couple of years that, um, the Patriots have switched to an uh, outside parallel team, meaning that they cover the outside, their cornerbacks cover the outside and allow the receivers to go inside uh, just because it causes, um, it will mean that there's less yardage to be gained from rather than a go route. Uh, so the Dolphins really took advantage of that um, in the last uh, game between them. And it really sort of didn't help that New England sort of uh did not have the um, rushing ability to be able to um, rush four guys. And then because they were having to rush five or six at a time and they would never have a chance to put a guy in the middle to be able to um, defend those crossing routes that um, the Dolphins just killed the Patriots with. Right. Uh, Anthony, um, so in that week 17 game, we saw defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore struggle a little bit against Devontae Parker, who I know you like. Um, how do you see the Patriots in tomorrow's game? Um, if you're listening to this, will probably be today. How do you see the Patriots defending against Devontae Parker this time around? Um, I think, well, I think Gilmore will be on him like again last year. I know Gilmore, uh, Parker had a pretty good game. I actually game. disagree with that, but I think you can keep going. What do you disagree with? Um, I don't think that Gilmore will be on Parker. If I had to guess, I would assume oh. that. They'll put J.C. Jackson on him, um, and then I think that they have another big guy, uh, either Preston Williams or Isaiah Ford. I always get those two mixed up, but I think it's Preston Williams who's a bigger guy. Um, I would assume that they might put Gilmore on him, uh, if I had to guess. And also, we're forgetting about the tight end, Mike Jasicki, who I think we could see some snaps where Gilmore guards Jasicki. Um, I've heard in camp that they've been trying to use Gilmore a little differently. They used him a little, which I disagree with because he's the defensive player of the year last year, but um, they did use uh, Gilmore to guard tight ends on third downs. I wonder if that, if that means them using him differently means they might have him uh, guard the tight ends a little more. But I, I just, what I would say, Anthony, and I don't mean to cut you off is um, I, I don't know, but I don't know if, Gilmore will go up against uh, Parker. He's actually always had trouble against Parker. So all last year they had Gilmore on the best receiver. Yeah. Unless like Tyree kill, like something like that. But yeah, but uh, that's not uh, how they always done it. I know. But this year, obviously lost some guys in secondary like Chung. I know he helps out unlike tight ends, but I just think I, I don't know what, what they're going to change if, with Gil, if they're not going to have Gilmore on Parker, I don't see that happening. But yeah. So what they sometimes did this this is what they did with the 2014 team was Darrell Revis a lot of times covered the second best corner, um, 
and or sorry, the second best receiver, and then they would double that um, with usually like a, a Brandon Browner at the time. They do this all the time, which is they put the number two corner on the number one receiver and then put the safety over the top, um, and then they can sort of leave uh, Gilmore on the island on one side guarding the number two receiver. This is also why I think J.C. Jackson sort of gets uh, overrated. I think he's a really good player, but um, I think he's sort of overrated uh, in my uh, when it comes to PFF and all them, just because he's go he's always going against the number two corner, and there's not a whole lot of safety help for Gilmore, which allows for there to be a lot more safety help uh, over the top for J.C. All right, fair enough. Um, so when you look at Patriots defense as a whole here, obviously much has been, been said about you know their, their departures this season. Kyle Van Noy left, Jamie Collins left, uh, Dante Hightower opted out, and so this is why a lot of a lot of um, talk has been made that you know there could be some competition with the Bills this year for the AFC East. Anthony, when we did the preview earlier this week, we both had the Patriots still winning this, this division. But do you think that all these losses on defense could really hurt the Patriots, especially early on in the season? Um, I think it hurt. I think the biggest one that will hurt is um, the loss of Patrick Chung. But I think people kind of overrate their losses because Belichick, he can turn anyone into a good player. And we've seen that over the past couple of years. I mean, his whole career. But I think like Joan Bentley will play a bigger role, obviously, with the loss of... um, Hightower and Hightower. And, uh, yeah, I still think they're going to have a good defense. And I still – I think their offense will be I, – I know Owen thinks their offense isn't going to be good. But I think yeah. I think their offense will be better than people say. I think it's going to be sim- somewhat – I don't know, like, what it's going to be look like. I don't have an, any idea, but I think it could – I, I could get into that if you want. Like the Ravens. Not that effective, but I think that type of play calling – because like they lost uh, Sanu, and I don't think they're going to try to utilize receivers that much in the offense. And they're just going to try to run the ball with their running backs, and maybe so, know, maybe have some Cam Newton runs. But so. you said something about um, the the uh, defense uh, earlier. I think, or sorry, Anthony, on the offense. So I think the offense has the potential to be better, but I just think that that's going to be a couple weeks down the line. Uh, they're not going to play their best football now because they've been. Cam's trying to learn a playbook that's 20 years old. So um, what you know, people don't realize is they're not making a new playbook. This, the playbooks, they, they've had these plays in for forever. It's just now they're able to use these plays. So Cam Newton's learning like 20 years of a playbook. That's pretty difficult. Plus with a bunch of receivers that um, you know, are younger, didn't get a whole training camp in, I, just, I, I have a hard time believing the offense is going to look smooth week one it may look it might look smooth um closer to january hopefully but i I don't think right now and then on the defense um i would just say um we overrated every year um when it was trey flowers their best pass rusher they changed their uh, they changed their defensive scheme played to their players um and they were and they were better than the year before when they lost trey flowers the same thing's sort of going to happen this year when it comes to pass rushing uh, people get a little bit too caught up with the names and all that uh, just because Belichick is probably one of the best at, at really everything, but generating pressure. Um, and he can have a bunch of no-name guys and be able to do this. You're forgetting Kyle Van Noy was a no-name guy. He turned into something. So, um, you know, I think 
I think we're going to, it's going to result in a lot of uh, stunts and twists, which are basically where um, I don't want to get too into things. If you know what a stunt and a twist are, um, it might help, but it's just basically where uh, the player's not running straight at the, uh, in one-on-one against an offensive tackle. He might be, the defensive tackle might um, open up some space for the for the uh, linebacker to sort of run in and try to get to the quarterback. So they did this with Kyle Van Noy too. Um, I just I think that these losses on the defense are overrated. But I will agree with Anthony. The biggest loss is Patrick Chung, uh, a big signal leader on the back of that defense. Um, and I think I think um, Hightower will be a big loss too. But I think Bentley is capable of stepping into those shoes. I think he's a leader. Um, and I like how he plays. So, yeah. So two names. So the Chung loss plays safety. Um, I know both of you guys actually liked the Kyle Duggar pick at 37. You've liked what you've seen out of him. So that's one guy. And then the other guy you mentioned, you know, Belichick can get a lot out of these no-name guys. But one guy that here at the program, including the boards that we do like and we'll be focusing on, is Bo Allen this year yeah on the defensive line so um anthony can you can you start off with uh what you like out of kyle duggar and then maybe we'll swing it around to bo allen for the draft i didn't know a lot about kyle duggar but i heard i've just heard he was like gonna be a i know he's gonna be drafted but i didn't know he'd go that high but i know he's a big bigger guy and plays his speed and he's strong i wouldn't can go more into the like football like actual side of it but i don't know that much about him but i think He'll be, he'll, I know he'll play, like, I think he'll play day one since we've had a lot of losses, but. I I, I don't know about that. I don't think he'll start tomorrow, but he'll play. I think he might play like 25 to 30% of the snaps, but I I don't think he'll start. In my opinion, starting tomorrow will probably be um, Terrence Brooks at safety. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. And then Bo Allen on the defensive line. Um, I believe he's still Lawrence Guy in there. But yeah. Bo yeah. Allen is still going to be a. Well, um, he's on IR, I'm pretty sure. That's yeah. So, yeah. so I just want to first talk about Kyle Duggar. Um, so the weight we're sort of getting mixed up on. Um, people are seeing he's 6'1, 215, I think he is, which is, I think Chung is 5'11, 215. So there are similarities. Um, but the thing that, Patriots like with their safeties is for them to be able to do everything. So they can cover single high, they can cover two high single high, meaning that in man coverage, they'd be the top um, safety uh, in the back end. Uh, that's actually Kyle Duggar's real uh, skill set is, um, is that free safety sort of roaming over the top for the defense. That's, that's what Kyle Duggar did in college now his weight and all of that and his strength and all those attributes that he has though, I think will lend well for him in a couple of years to be able maybe next year to play in the box. Now, short off season, there's so many things. I just don't think that he's, he's ready to be able to step into the box. He's not experienced enough. Um, there's so many things, there's blitzes that he, he needs to know and that stuff. I just, I don't know that he's ready year one to do it. But I think, he, and what I've heard from camp is that was a slam dunk pick. He's been awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Multiple interceptions. Um, and what I really think we're getting is a um, potentially a uh, Isaiah Simmons in the second round sort of type player. 
wow. who can do everything. Slot corner, um, safety, box safety, cornerback. He's done it all. I know it was at Division Two, but he did it in the Pro Bowl. Or sorry, in the um, what is that? Uh, the one in Mobile, Alabama. The game. Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl. Yeah, yeah. He he was very good in those. Um, yeah. But I think that he can. He'll, he'll be covering tight ends, which I think Jawan Williams will also do. Uh, but I, I think that I think that this kid's really really good, and I really think we hit on something. Now on the Bo Allen thing, uh, I know you guys love Bo Allen. I've told you this is, um, I don't know how good he is, but based off what I've read from new England's, um, department is basically they, um, they gave Bo Allen the same deal that Danny Shelton got to go to the lions. Meaning I think that they viewed Bo Allen as a better player than Danny Shelton was, um, for new England last year. Um, so I think that that lends well, but we're also talking about New England, which is a little bit different. Um, New England uses their um, defensive linemen differently than uh, other teams. So New England, um, and first off, I don't. Bo Allen is on injured reserve, and I think the big breakout defensive lineman will be uh, Adam Butler. Adam Butler will have a huge year. I love Adam Butler. I think he's awesome. And Lawrence Guy played really well last year, but. Basically, New England. Yeah, keep going. Do you think um, what? Do you think um, forgetting his name, the fifth round pick out of Maryland? Do you think he'll play? Byron Cowart. Yeah, I think Cowart. he could play a little, a little bit. He's more of a pass rushing uh, yeah. defensive tackle. Um, I had said I, I told Anthony about this guy. I loved that pick last year. Yeah, um, he's he was a five. Yeah. yeah. So I also follow this stuff, and I uh, and I know like high school recruits too. So. Uh, I think it was 2014, 2013, I want to say. He was a high-star recruit out of um, the state of Alabama, I believe. And he uh, decided to, and he was like the number two defensive tackle. He was a five-star, really, really good out of high school. And he uh, went to Auburn. He didn't mix well with the coaching staff. Uh, He transferred to Maryland for his last year after having to go to a junior college for a year similar to the last chance you and uh, he played okay, but I think that uh, he puts on some strength and he'll be able to play in new England because something new England does is they need those strong, sturdy uh, defensive linemen because they run a three, four. Well, sort of they, they run both, but really it's a three, four system where the defensive linemen, their job is not to rush the passer. Their job is to simply hold up um, their gaps and things like that. So um, it's sort of, their job is to maybe get hands on two defend two uh, offensive linemen, and that allows for more uh, space for the for the um, the edge rushers, Josh Uche, uh, Anthony Jennings, mm-hmm. all the Jace Winovich, all those guys, to be able to only have a one on one or be able to twist around and maybe get to the quarterback on a free on a free release, really. Um, so yeah, so Bo Allen, it's just, it's a, he was never used the way New England, I think is going to use him. So I'm sort of interested in that. Uh, but I think that he could be a player, but he also could stink. Like we saw with, uh, Mike Pennell, who is the guy that they signed last year that was pretty similar. And he came into camp and he was pretty bad after a lot of publicity for him. I'm looking at the depth chart here. Obviously we released a new here and some guy named Jameer Bird is our third is our third wide receiver. I have never heard of this guy. Um, uh, and I know Anthony, you're, you're a big Nikhila Harry guy. Um, but you also said, you also said that you don't believe that the Patriots will be 
throwing to the wide receivers a lot this year, using a lot of run game and also some maybe some cam action in there, maybe even some yeah. uh, Aussie Aussie down the field stuff. Um, yeah. What do you so? What do you think is the ceiling for this Patriots offense, um, especially with such a limited wide receiving core? Well, I think the biggest, the most important thing is for us to get the run game going. That's the reason, one of the reasons we didn't let Tooney walk in free agency. A lot of people thought he would, he, he would be. So we tagged him, but I think we have to get the run game going early, and that might open up some passing later in the game. And I ha- we think we have to utilize Asiasi in the passing game a lot if we want to have some success throwing the ball. Um, I know Owen likes him as a receiver. I do too. I do. Some of him. But I think um, I think Edelman will be there in like the short passing game, like he always is, one of the best route runners in the game. Um, Demir Bird, he's more of a speed receiver. Like he's like our only really speed receiver who can run down the field, like for some uh, long passes. Yeah, I and, think I think yeah. I think what we're getting with Demir Bird is a um, Philip Dorsett, um, yeah, and a faster think, Philip Dorsett. I think he's better. Um, yeah, so the reason why I think he's in that third receiver role right now is because the the reason I think that they got rid of Sanu, not only the money, but there was also um, if you have Sanu, there's not really anyone that can take a take the top off the defense, meaning um, a, attract attention from the safety. So that really clusters the field, and this is what we saw a lot with New England last year: is there was no one really able to get open, and they didn't really respect or set. So. Um, mm-hmm. It was just it was it was it, it, it made it you know it made it really hard for James White because there was no tight end there was no nothing to be able to stretch that field and maybe take a linebacker with to cover the tight end which I now think that they might be able to do and this would open up that underneath for James White that one of the reasons he was so successful with Gronk was because Gronk was able to to run straight and or on routes and just take a linebacker with him which would open up that underneath of the field. Um, but on the running game, I just want to say, uh, I think cam helps both the running and the passing game. And why I say that is because, um, because of cams mobility teams have to respect that. So it's, it's hard to play man coverage against that. So, um, that means that in, in man coverage, your back is sort of turned towards the quarterback and with cams legs, uh, you just have to respect that you can't do that. So you have to run zone against these mobile quarterbacks. And uh, that means that there's going to be like a lot more off coverage. And this helps those receivers like a uh, uh, Nikhil Harry, who has a hard time getting off the line. Um, and I, I think it just, it overall helps the receivers. And then from the run game standpoint, uh, can this will be a little bit different, but um, Cam will not be under shot uh, under, under center. He'll be in the shotgun 95% of the time. And uh, the reason for that is because this allows them to do this RPO thing. And this is what I think is going to be one of their biggest plays, uh, most used plays, is where they have uh, Cam in the shotgun with, a, with maybe James White or Rex Burkhead or someone to his right or his left. Whatever, I would assume it's his right. Uh, I don't want to get into why. But um, basically, so they're going to have three options. Well, sorry. If they were to run it, the defensive ends that are crashing down, they uh, they they can't just go and make the play on the on the uh, running back because they have to s- contain their edge because of Cam Newton's mobility. So they have to respect that. So that makes it um, 
when it was against Tom Brady, it was really with Sony Michelle in the power running game with a tight end uh, with a fullback. It was, it was like eight on seven. So it wasn't really fair because they would just load the box because they knew Sony was going to run. Uh, now they have cam's ability. So it takes off that one player. So it, it's more of an even um, game for running. And then, um, but that, yeah, that's really it. But so what they're able to do now is cam's able to make that decision. He can either um, hold it. And, uh, he's going to fake a, a running play and then hold it as, and watch that linebacker. If that linebacker for other teams creeps up on the, and expects the run, then he's going to pull it right back. And he might be able to get a uh, Nikhil Harry or a, probably a Julian Edelman over uh, in that area that the linebacker was blitzing that area that was, that's now open. That makes any sense. Yep. Yep. And so Anthony, this is why you think it could be a sort of a Ravens light offense for the Patriots this year. Yeah. With, um, yeah, exactly what I was saying. Like the read option type offense, just reading the linebacker, see if he's going to play on the running back. Um, it's, I don't think they're going to have Cam run that much. But, yeah, I think it's going to be similar to that, yeah. All right. I think it's going to be similar to the Houston Texans offense from a couple of years ago. You know, it makes sense, too, because Bill O'Brien was once here, um, took, that, took that and then did his own little twist. And that's very similar to what I think New England has in their playbook. So I would expect that it to sort of look a lot like the Houston Texans old offense before they added uh, David Johnson. Which actually sort of, it might even help even more with David Johnson, but we'll see. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, lastly, on the Patriots here. So I think, so Anthony and I both have them winning the division again. Um, I think I have them as the four seed. Anthony, I want to say you have them as the three seed. I didn't make any pre- final predictions, but I think they're going to win the division. Um, so, Owen, do you see the Patriots uh, winning the division here? And what sort of seed do you have them in the AFC? I haven't even really thought about that at all, but uh, third or fourth seed, I think the Chiefs and the Ravens will probably be better. But we're also forgetting, though, that New England is probably the hardest schedule out of the whole league this year. So um, I I don't know. Um, They might lose their division. I am not positive on that. Um, And it's, it's just it's because this team is so different. It's just I and so many rookies and turnover that um, I don't know how it's going to look to begin the season, and I am not expecting the offense to be that great. I'm expecting a lot of running plays tomorrow, especially because they can dominate the, the Dolphins in the run game and in the passing game. I think that they'll get destroyed, so yeah. they'll play off this um, this running and then and then play actions and all sorts of bootlegs and things like that um, is what I expect a lot. So did you I, I would probably say 10 and six though. It yep. would be my guess. Something like that. All right. That checks out. Um, and then one last thing on the Pats I remember here. Um, so John on the episode earlier this week said that Cam Newton will be his dark horse MVP pick. He said that similar to last year when he uh, thought that Lamar Jackson could be the most improved player ended up being the MVP. Owen, do you see a world in which Cam Newton becomes the NFL MVP this year? Uh, no, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think he'll have a good year. Um, I think the Patriots will play to his strengths. Uh, but, you know, it's too he, – he doesn't even know the full playbook yet. I think that that's sort of difficult to do. Um, 
you know, you look at both Lamar Jackson and Mahomes and they won it in their second year. So in, in their in second year in the league, but they were the second year in that offense. So, um, no, I don't think that that's going to happen. But what I think will happen is, you know, I think Cam Newton has a lot of fantasy relevance, um, but I think he might be taken too highly. But if he's not, uh, the Patriots have a serious problem in the short yardage running game, uh, especially. And that's where I think Cam Newton will help. So I think Cam Newton has a chance to get a ton of rushing touchdowns. I really do. Sweet. That sounds great. Uh, I also think Sony Michelle will have a big year. I know. I Owen don't. Hate, I know. Owen hates him. Yeah. I I've hated he, him since year one. I think he I, stunk. <laughs> I like bigger running backs who can. Break I, I I do too. I do too. I, but Legarrette Blunt was too tackles. slow. This guy rather can't than, break in tackles. Rather than guys, I like who Damian Harris. Elusive, but I think Sony Michelle is a super strong running back. He can break tackles, run he in can. between the like the trenches. I just think that's all he has to do. And I think he'll have a big year. Yeah, I disagree. I just give me two minutes on this. I, I think Sony Michelle sucks. Um, he's, he was different. I, I'm a huge, I wasn't. What? Sometimes we're finding holes in the offense, but I think he's just strong. Well, I, yeah. That's what I like. The reason about. he was, the reason he was able to find those holes year one was because the offensive line was so good when they won that Super Bowl. Um, but Sony Michelle is a inside the tackles runner, um, meaning he's like in this offense where I think that there's going to be a lot more zone running. I just I don't think he's quick enough to get around the edge, meaning I don't think he's quick enough to get around Isaiah Wynn or Jermaine Illuminor on the sides. Now, it will be Isaiah Wynn because um, the zone blocking will probably be to the left side with Tooney and uh, Wynn. But that's a story for another day. Um, I just he's. He stinks. I he can't break tackles. Um, he can't read where to go in the holes. Um, he apparently lost a little bit of weight, but I mean, when he was at Georgia, he was explosive and he could really. He was a different running back. Um, I don't know. I don't like what they did. There's reasons why they did it. I think Michelle's scared to really like um, try to break away because there, there's a couple reasons why. Ball security is a huge reason. Belichick just wants you to sort of get the get what you need to gain and nothing more uh, is his running style, but just no negative yards. Um, I, I really think Sony Michelle sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like. I don't think uh, it'll be u- utilized that much either. I think running backs like Nick Chubb, like Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, those are the running backs I like in my, on my team personally. Like the big running backs can break tackles and just hit find the holes. Yeah, but those are. Much- I'd rather have those guys. Then, like, uh, guys who just the only way they can break tackles is by like their quickness. I think Sony's a little bit of both, but uh, yeah, I know. And yeah, I, I can see him towards. You guys might not know the name. What's up? Um, I think that we could see, you know, like a. I like the Corey Dillon backs, which were those big backs, but um, Legarrette Blunt was also similar to that. Uh, but he just he wasn't fast enough. Um, and Michelle's sort of the same. There's a lot of things wrong with Sonny Michelle. I think he just is really bad, um, and the injuries don't help. Um, it was a it was a bad draft pick. Uh, I know what they were trying to wasn't do, but it, it didn't work. Wasn't a bad draft pick if they won the Super Bowl the next year with him. Him getting most of the carries. I think that they could have found a guy in the fifth round, or third, something like that, that could have done the same thing. If I was big like on him, Royce Freeman that year. 
Oh yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was sort of a back that could Royce do that. Fre- you say Royce Freeman? He's on the. He's on the Denver no, Broncos. No, he's Broncos. Yeah. But so he's wh- the type of runner that I would have saw with them. Yeah. Keep going. What? So you mentioned like um like Anthony. You mentioned like he has some elusiveness, and Owen. You mentioned like he might have lost his elusiveness or whatever. Because like when I saw, I don't know if this was like the end of. I don't 20- think he has a. Elus- I just think he's mean, but. When I saw him play in that Rose Bowl against Oklahoma, yeah, like God damn, this guy's going crazy. This guy's awesome. And the thing was, he also had my guy Nick Chubb on that team, and Chubb, of course, was picked like a few picks later in that draft. But like Michelle, out of college, there, you saw that game. I'm like, like, damn, this is like a home run. This guy's awesome. And then I guess it's not been the case. How, so I think there's a couple of things. Why he hasn't been? A keep going, Anthony. I, I mean, he has been a bad NFL back. Bad NFL player. He's he's not a good. A team needed um, him in his rookie year to win a Super Bowl, and he did his role. Okay, he did his. Yes, I understand that. But our first round pick is a little high, and he couldn't do much in the offense because our 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 passing game had really no no um, explosiveness at all, and I don't think he had a terrible year last year. I, I don't think he's too quick, but I think he's a really strong running back who can at times find his holes and break some tackles. And that's all we need. We don't need like a super flashy guy like Christian McCaffrey in our offense. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I've, I don't think I've ever seen him like break more than two tackles in a run. I, I, the thing, so the thing with Sonny Michelle was I think it's injury related was what happened to him. Uh, in college, we saw him being able to just put that foot in the, in the ground and just accelerate a different direction. He's just not able. No way is he able to do that. He's he's bigger now, and I think it's because the Patriots designed him to be bigger, so they were able to use him a little bit more in a power role. Um, but he's he's horrible in short yards, short yardage distance. He can't um, you can't pass to him. Uh, he can't really run for long gains. You're only going to get like three yards to run with him. I just, I think he stinks. Um, and, but yeah, I think we saw, there's a couple reasons why I think that draft pick didn't work out. I think he looked better than what he is. And most Georgia running backs do, uh, in college, just because the offensive line there was so awesome. Uh, Nick Chubb is the exception, but I don't think Deandre Swift is going to look as great. Um, they had an a thousand yard rusher of uh, Elijah Holyfield last year who didn't go drafted because, the offensive—they're not getting touched when they have multiple. They're five yards before they're touched, so it's different with other teams with that that have bad offensive linemen. I just—I think Sony Michelle is horrible. I—I I would have cut him already. Wow, oh. uh, damn. So I mean, yeah, I can see both of your points. Like with Anthony, just like do your job, but also maybe he's just not as good. Um, so last things here, however many you want to get to, because it's kind of on the spot, but. Maybe if an, you have an overachieving team, an underachieving team, and then a Super Bowl pick, because I know there's been a lot of buzz about the Arizona Cardinals as being a trendy team, maybe like the Cowboys with their offense, although Anthony and John both think that the Cowboys offense will take a step back because of uh, the loss of Travis Frederick, or I'm sorry, but I know that John thinks that the Cowboys yeah. offense will be hurt by the loss of Travis Frederick, their yeah. second Um but they do have CD Lamb in there. Um, so, where do you who, who what teams do you think might uh, might underachieve from the offseason hype? 
Well, uh, going on the Packers, I think CeeDee Lamb, people think he's a super good route runner, but he's not. He's just a guy who can catch the ball and he'll have a lot of yards after the catch. That's one place. I think they, they just need to get him the ball and like screens and let him run, try to break some tackles. That's where he'll be most effective, I think. But to go on your question, I think one team that will maybe overachieve is this, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're going to be improved this year. Mm. Even though Ben Roethlisberger, his injury, he, his elbow injury, I believe, he, it was almost career-ending. But I think they'll be improved on the defense. And on the offense, I think, I think they'll be better. They added uh, Chase Claypool. I don't think he'll have that big of a role. But they got Deontay Johnson and um, James Washington back and Juju. Hopefully, Juju can stay healthy and they'll be better. But I think the defense will uh, really carry them this year. Yep. They have just... At all three levels, they have really good play, playmakers and led by Minka. So I think they'll be, I think they could be a three seed in that AFC, make a playoff front to the AFC championship. But I think you mean they could be the, they could have the third best record, but they, yeah. Yeah. Because the Ravens, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. They, they have to face the Ravens twice, I think. I, I That's a tough, I, I do like the Steelers this year from us. I, um, I still like the Chiefs I in the AFC. It, but. If I had to choose in the AFC, I honestly I, I have to lean the Ravens. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm, I, yeah. Uh, so from a, I don't know if I'd have a uh, most improved team. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I, Maybe the Browns because they they have a real coach, and he had some success calling plays in with the Vikings. I think have a similar similar way he runs an offense with with Chubb and. Um, yeah, they just they don't have that. Something the New England has is that winning culture. I just the Browns don't have it. Um, I I don't know. I don't know who I would pick um, from an offense. I, I really like the Denver Broncos offense now with Jerry Judy now, uh, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. I think that has the has a chance to explode. But I think we're probably maybe a year early in that. Um, yeah, yeah, that that's. But I, I, I don't know. I think Lamar Miller, or sorry, Vaughn Miller, uh, just got injured. Uh, I don't, I don't know. So uh, that's yeah, that's a keep what Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller together because I know Bradley Chubb was a beast when he was healthy. Yeah, and I'd like to see them together. It's too bad. But. That was a smart pick. That was a re- that Bradley Chubb pick because from a scouting side of things, it's like. Um, both those vaunted edge rushers, if you slide the protection over to one slide, one side for Vaughn Miller, then you leave the other area exposed for a Bradley Chubb to easily get to the quarterback. You do the other thing, it's Vaughn Miller. So it, you're just, you're playing with fire. So that's also why you see really good tackles in that division with the Raiders. They paid so much for Trent Brown and yeah, yada, 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 that, that kind of stuff. All right, last last thing here before we wrap it up. Um, I know Anthony, you're a, you're a believer in the Buccaneers this season. You think that even they, you think that I don't. Can I say what? something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I know I picked them to win the Super Bowl, but that was just off the top of my head. I don't have time to think about it. But yeah, I do think they're going to be successful this year. But yeah. Yeah. Um, because, and you know, obviously they have Brady now, and you know Bijan our resident Buccaneers fan, not just a bandwagon. He's loved them for a while now. Um, 
he thinks that the chemistry won't be there early on in the season, but by the end, by but come playoff time, they will be a super dangerous team in the NFC. So, Owen, my question is, uh, what's the upside with the with the Buccaneers, and do they do they have what it can they can they win the Super Bowl this season with Brady? Uh, I think that they have too many holes on their defense to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think that they'll be pretty good. I would actually disagree. I think that they're going to be pretty well in sync early on, just knowing Brady and everything like that. Um, I think he's probably put in the time with, I think Mike Evans is going to miss the game, but Chris Godwin, I'm sure he's put in a lot of time with the same with Mike Evans, Gronkowski, the chemistry has been there. I don't know how much of a uh, passing threat Gronk will be. Cause when he was here as last year, he was not a, a passing threat, but they can be good. I just, I think that they, right now they've got too many holes in that secondary. I don't, uh, I don't love their secondary. So that, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that they, usually you see that the coverage teams are the, are the really, really the ones that win the teams with good coverage. Um, and so I don't think that's going to change. All right. Um, there you have it. Uh, there's, unless there's anything else you guys want to say, um, that was a sort of Patriots season preview along with some other stuff. Um, so there's that. So uh, a friend of the program, Owen Richardson and Anthony Shikoloni, I'm Austin Barrick, and uh, this has been Clean the Boards.